Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. that off. <laughs> Great to have you here in church. And for those who are online, uh, welcome. It's been quite a while since I was at Colac. In fact, I was, the last time I was here was for the induction of Pastor Andrew. So how many of you were still were here in those days? Oh, good show of new ones coming and good show of the ones that have been here. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, just before I speak, I'm going to invite my wife, Pastor Lois, to come up and just share a little bit briefly with us, and then we'll continue on. Uh, Mike said to me, is there anything you want to share on the way? And I said, oh, no, not necessarily. But straight after that, the Lord gave me the scripture, and um, that song Mandy's just had was just so confirming. And the scripture is just in Joel, um, and the situation is that already had a locust plague and then they were about to have an invasion coming against Judah. And so um, the Lord says, turn to me now while there's time, give me your hearts. And I feel the Lord is saying, and we've just been singing, give me your heart. It says, come with fasting, weeping and mourning. Don't tear your clothing and your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord, your God. He is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. And we've just been singing that. And I just really feel we can be here and, you know, it's saying, rend your heart, not your garments. Don't let's just be here outwardly. Really, again, as we've been singing, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you permission to work in my heart this morning. And whether it's for those online or here, give the Lord your heart. He wants to work within you. And he's compassionate and he's loving. And we can be so busy with what was presented before. But right now, give him your heart. Well, you can have that. Thank you. Right. Well, as a church, you've um, we've run into you. Well, I've been involved with Pastor David and Pastor Andrew with missions areas over the years. Your work up into PNG and into the Philippines has been really great. And now, as you Preparing as a church to send out Richard and Jenny to uh, Philippines. Uh, not that they've been there quite a number of times, but to go there on a more permanent basis. They're great steps for a local church. I mean, it's something that you're all a part of. It's not just these queer people that go off on missions things. <laughs> I am the Australian Missions Director now and have been for the last about 10 years, but I spent 40 years as a senior minister before that. So I think very much like a senior minister, but we are very actively involved in missions as well. Um, Now, as part of that, 
We put out a quarterly magazine, uh, Pulse magazine. It's getting up to date with what's going on right around the globe where our CRC missions uh, work is happening. And it's happening in, an, uh, well, out of a couple of hundred countries, it's 60 or 70 countries that we have got some involvement in. Some we've got very major involvement, some very small, but we're expanding out. But we have a vision that by 2045, when the movement's 100 years old, we'll have a presence in every nation. So in spite of COVID and restrictions are far worse in many countries than what we have had in Australia, this is telling you some of the things that's happening still in COVID times is happening with our CRC missions work in other nations. There's a few copies of this at the back there that you're welcome to take. Comes out quarterly. If you want it to just delivered direct to your email box, there's an also a, another sheet up there. And just fill in your email address on there and we'll add it to the list and it'll come out each quarter. So that's a little bit on missions. But this morning, I want to share about moving forward. I've found over the last 18 months of COVID that there are many people who feel very stuck. Um, businesses are stuck, personal lives are stuck. Even the Royal Melbourne Show is cancelled for the second time. Now, that's a pretty major event in, in, in Victoria and it's cancelled for the second time. Sort of like we're stuck. Um, and the paralysis are coming from five lockdowns has been significant for some people. I've heard people say, well, look, if we could just get back to what it was like in 2019. In fact, in our growth group on Zoom the other night, that's exactly what one of our people said. I'd put this down before then, but just said, look, if we could just get back to what it was like in 2019, then we'd be all right. Well, I said to her, look, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. We're not going back to what it was in 2019. Um, in fact, I don't even think, believe that is God's intention. God is moving us forward. Um, and as Isaiah 50, 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, Remember not the former things. I'm doing a new thing. Don't just live back in the past. Praise God for the past. But we're not living there. We're moving forward in him. And Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 talks about enlarge the place of your tent. It's expand, it's move forward, our influence. Now, it may be physical, maybe buildings and all that sort of thing, but there's the, the influence of our life, your life. You're influencing a certain range of people now, but expand, stretch out, influence more people, not negatively, but with the positive power of God and the reality and wonder of Jesus. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear to throw out in on ourselves, but to reach out. Now, okay, we've got to have our COVID safety and things like that, but in spite of that and with all of that, we can still be going out beyond ourselves. Now, I want to turn to a passage of Scripture. It's John chapter 20. John's Gospel, chapter 20. And um, verse 19 to 23. 20, 19 to 23. There it's up there. I'm not sure. NIV, that's what I've got here. 
On the evening of the first day of the week. Now, this is Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, that night. In the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. The Father has sent me, I'm sending you. With that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Here were these disciples. They were totally shattered. All their dreams, all the things, their expectations had been totally shattered. They'd been traveling with Jesus for just over three years at this stage. They'd listened to his teaching. They'd rejoiced as he confronted the Pharisees and Sadducees and showed them up for what they were. They thought that was pretty good. Um, they saw the miracles. They, saw, they were amazed at his teaching. But they had this thing that was in the heart of the Jewish people that the Romans would be overthrown and they'd establish God's kingdom here on earth. And as they're fearful because it all got dashed with Jesus being crucified. If only we could go back to those days when we were following Jesus around and we heard his teaching and saw all the miracles, if we, we could just go back to that. We, we need that sort of thing to be happening again. Crowds will come then. And Jesus would be made the ruler of all of the, na of the nation. Or we could say, well, the church will grow then. At times I must say, I'd love to be back in some of the things that we had happening in the, in the 80s. We, for a year, one year in itself, we had an average four people a week born again. That was great. Healing, deliverance taking place all the time. Fantastic. But you can't go back there. You can't try and reproduce that. It's what's God doing in the now, moving from this point of time. God's in the here. He's the eternal, ever-present God. So we must continue to move forward with him now. Let's back into this passage. The disciples were locked up for fear of the Jews. They were bound up, hiding, locked doors, fear. Fear was ruling them. The fear locked them up in that upper room. They've withdrawn from everybody else. See, fear paralyzes and leads us to inaction. So many people today are bound by the fear of COVID. They're not only locked down, but they're locked up inside as well, isolated and withdrawn. Today we can be locked down, but not isolated. We've got Technology, our phone, our Zoom, and so on. We don't have to go into a shell. Job 3.25, it says that what you fear will come upon you. We want to embrace what is good and wholesome in God. Jesus um, challenged his disciples in Matthew 8. He said, 
you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Here they were on the boat. The winds came around and started to toss the boat around. They were panicking. Jesus, don't you care? Fear gripped them. Jesus stretched himself, looked up and said, what are you so afraid of? What's wrong with you guys? Where is your faith? We overcome fear by faith. We're not to be ruled by fear. But this passage moves on. Um, here are the Jews. But Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace with you. These fearful disciples, peace be with you. And then um, the disciples showed his hands and they were convinced, yes, it was Jesus. And they were overjoyed. Rejoice, Jesus is here. Don't be ruled by faith, but rejoice. Jesus is here. Into the scene of fear and despair, Jesus stepped and brought peace. Disciples, they were going through tremendous emotional upheaval. Fear locked in. Then Jesus appearing, they couldn't, is this really Jesus or not? Yes, they realized it was Jesus. And then there's peace inside instead of fear. Joy, tremendous joy. Bibles were overjoyed. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. Is a, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Many years ago, I saw these um, pictures of scriptures with nice scenes of hills. And um, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And the implication seems to be that it's from the hills that your help's going to come from. But it's not from the hills. We can see the hills, but our help comes from the Lord as it continues on there. Uh, so it's put our focus on Jesus. If we get our focus on problems around us, difficulties in our life, whatever else there is, there's plenty of things that can draw our attention. But if we get our focus on that, we're going to get, most likely get caught up into fear, certainly sidetracked. But get your focus on Jesus because he's the one that brings peace and joy. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that as we behold him, we get him as the focus of our life, then um, we're being transformed into his image. Peace, joy, and freedom don't depend on our circumstances. We should never be ruled by our circumstances. We are to rule our circumstances, not to be ruled by them. Peace and joy depend on who and what we are focusing on. If we're focusing on the problems, we won't have much peace and joy. If we're focusing on Jesus is the one that's above all of these things. You can have and live in his joy and peace. Just think these disciples who found peace and joy and rejoicing, their circumstances hadn't changed. They were still in the upper room. 
where they come by fear. Jesus had still just been crucified. There were still all those angry Jews outside. But their focus totally changed. They got their eyes off defeat and got their eyes onto the living Jesus. And they were a different people because of it. To get our focus off Jesus and onto the other things around us, we quickly become imprisoned by fear, by emotional and mental problems and the impossibilities which destroy us from moving forward. An old song, those who've been around a long time will no doubt know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. The things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Once again, it's getting our focus on Jesus, the central one not on the problems and the difficulties about us. When we focus on Jesus, we'll be set free from fear, drawn into what he's doing, and we will move forward. As Jesus turned up with these disciples, they found peace and joy. Then Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you now. And he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. We're going to move forward. We need to receive the Holy Spirit empowering. This is the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit afresh. Now, I presume many of you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues. That's the God's empowering that He's given to us. You know, it's sometimes easy just to know that and sort of like allowing the Holy Spirit just to settle down inside. And you know, you dig the garden over and don't do anything much with it. The rain comes, the sun comes. What happens is that nicely friable soil all worked up nice, ready for planting. You do nothing. What happens to it? Weeds, becomes hard, the water runs off it instead of soaking into it. Well, our hearts need to continually be responding to God. We're digging over our hearts open and responsive to Him. It's the freshness of that Holy Spirit empowering. Praise God for the initial time we were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't been, God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit today. It's something special and wonderful for us. I know the transformation that took place in my life many years ago, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, it's something that's got to continually be responded. Stir it up. Open up. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive him continually. Receive that refreshness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And... As Jesus breathed on his disciples, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Forty days later, he told them, hey, don't go out yet. I've, I've given you a commission to go out and tra transform the world, make disciples of all peoples. But don't go yet. You're not quite ready. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my disciple. 
that you receive power and you'll be my witnesses. Go into all the world. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need that, that power of the Holy Spirit refreshed continually with us. Now we can stir that up, praying in tongues, opening our hearts in response to God. If he's challenging us about areas in our life that need adjustment and change, we as we respond to him, that keeps our hearts open and responsive to God. And we will go forth effectively having received and moved forward in him. Jesus had um, reissued that um, promise in Acts 1.8, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. There was no fear there. They went out. Well, it was promised 40 days later, another 10 days, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. Just think of the contrast in these disciples, locked in by fear. 50 days later, they're standing up boldly proclaiming, you people crucified the Son of the living God. They moved forward in the power of the Spirit. Nothing was hindering them from moving, stepping out in faith. And Peter and John went up to the temple, going up to the temple, they see this beggar there. Now, presumably Jesus must have walked past him. In the past, he'd been there for a long time. He's begging for something, just a, a, just a little tiny bit. Peter and John said, we've got no money for you, but what we've got we'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And it's what's within us that we're to give people. We, we do give what's within us, consciously or unconsciously. If we're full of problems and we start talking, out come the problems. I've uh, heard this from many people at times. They say, well, yeah, let's get off that. <laughs> but when there's the life of the Spirit of God flowing within us, and we connecting with people, we become infectious. Not with COVID, but with something much, much more powerful, much, much greater. The power of the Spirit of God. What we give you, we get uh, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. This guy, been crippled from birth, 40 years. Here he is, he's jumping up and leaning and praising God. We can have impact on the people around us. See, it's time for us to move forward, not to be entrapped in fear, not to be ruled by that, but to get our focus on Jesus. That's where our worship is a tremendously important part. Our praying in tongues, yes, certainly, but responding to God. He prompts us, stirs things in our hearts. Focus on Jesus. Let him be the center of every part. Because when they saw Jesus in the midst, there was peace and there was joy.
then you receive the empowering, the continuum, the ongoing, being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Then we move forward, rejecting fear, rejoicing in Jesus, moving in the demonstration of his power. Over the church in Australia, we're not seeing what happened generally years ago, some years ago. There needs to be a, a stirring. And there, praise God, there are groups of intercessors and people really seeking to see God move powerfully in a nation. We certainly need. And praise God for them. But we can be part of it moving forward. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to wait just to think of it. Well, when the church... The church is right, then we'll, then we'll see things happen. It really doesn't. When will the church be right? When each individual is right. We're each an important part. The church is not something removed and I'm here. We are the church. The church will be right when I'm right. Their eyes are fear. And there's plenty of things that are trying to push fear in our world around us. Be sensible. The things with COVID and so on, be sensible, but don't be ruled by fear. Focus on Jesus. Power of his spirit. Move forward. Making impact. No matter what's happening in the world around us, we can see impact taking place. You can see lives transformed around yeah. And so let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you indeed. Your grace is reaching out to t- each person here this morning. Lord, we just thank you for this, your precious name. Holy Spirit, our faith responds to you. We reject fear. Lord, we look and see you far greater, far more awesome, far more wonderful. We just thank you, Jesus. Lord, we step forward to move in the power of your Spirit. I just thank you for this in your precious name. Just as we're standing here, as we're seated here, just responding to God right now. The person um, is either here on my left or if it's somebody online who is normally sits on what is my left, your right in the congregation. Um, chest pains, there's a chest condition, um, it means fairly severe. Now, if it's in the room here, fine, let me know. If it's not, oh, okay, I don't have much feedback, I guess, from the online. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. This can be a little bit sensitive in a sense, but if fear has been bugging you, I advise you just to stand where you are. We'll make a, a prayer from here to where you are. Um, but if, if fear is something that has been bugging you, holding you back from really stepping out, moving forward, then please just stand where you are. Respond to God. Everybody else just, your eyes closed, just opening your hearts to, to God. Jesus. Thank you, precious God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you have a katiki, a rakabushundai. Iki a rakabushundai. Iliamate, ki a bakusukundai. Ishakabati, a rakabushundai. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just stand before you. Maybe everyone else, stretch a hand towards these folks that are standing now. If you're in a home and that's an issue for you too, stand or at least raise your hand in response to God. Don't worry about what the family may think, but just respond to God and make a step of your response to God. Father, I thank you for these people who are standing and they're saying fear is not going to rule us any longer. Lord, I bless them right now because you have not given them a spirit of fear, but you've given them a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Lord, I, I thank you for this now. Lord, I just speak release over every one of these people standing before you. I speak release in the name of Jesus. As their eyes are turned from the fearful things and they are turned towards you. And Lord, I thank you for that release taking place right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just thank you, awesome God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for explosion going forth. Lord, I thank you for the power of God flowing through these, these people, impacting the community around, transforming. Lord, just thank you. Moving forward in the power of God. Just thank you, Jesus, in your awesome name. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Thank you, folks. There's people with healing needs this morning. Um, we'd be happy to pray with you. Here we come as we, do we need to finish off time-wise now? Or are we going? We can keep going. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We'll, have, we'll pray. We'll, we'll pray. We're, we're happy to pray. There's no problem about that. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, if you come, we'll have a song.
Um, and if you've got a healing need, I invite you to come and we will pray with you. Alison, join in as well. Um, yeah, listen to that chest pain. Um, listen with trouble with the right knee. Jesus and somebody problem with the left ear those folks any others just come we'll respond to God okay